Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast of The Invisible World of Jeremy Jones, where it's not so much about how to live your best life, but how to show up and live your life. Thanks for joining. Here we are. You've come again. Thank you. Ready to make some magic together. Can I just say, keeping it one hundy with you, I really liked that last episode. Declaration of Indie was pretty good stuff. Got you thinking, right? What's important to you? What do you believe? Are you living your heart's desires? Are you being a tied up elephant? Do you have your independence? Are you out there snapping ropes? Tell me. Come on, don't hold back on me. What do you have written down in your notebook? Have you made your declarations? Next, have you signed them? Good. Good because that was the easy part. <laughs> now, now keep moving to higher ground, to higher truths. The next better question. Are you ready to defend and fight for your declarations? Welcome, you've arrived. This is Declaration of Indy, part two. Recall at the end of the Declaration of Independence document, and for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Hmm. See, it was cute and cuddly what they did. You know, it's just cute. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men, you know, it's, it's, ah, good for you. Yeah, it sounded nice and sweet. But, but little did they know what was in store. I'm no history buff. Listen, I always thought America's independence was achieved on July 4th, 1776. See, every 4th of July... I show up. I have my patriotic patriotic playlist going. I have my Bluetooth. I got some strong barbecue sauce, some fireworks, blue shorts, red shirt. Like, I'm a decent American. I know my country achieved independence on July 4th. Or did they? Yes or no? What do you think? In a way, that might just be another illusion. Yes, that's when they declared it. That's when they pledged with this sacred honor, this this business about fighting and defending their declaration. Why don't we celebrate September 3rd, 1783? Why isn't the 3rd of September, the big Independence Day? Should it be? Well, what's special about that date, Jones? Tell me. Well, that's the day that Britain ceded their control. That's the signing of another world-famous historical document called the Treaty of Paris. It's the day Britain put down their muskets, gave up the reins, and officially ratified America's independence. By this time, the Declaration of Independence was seven years old. It was starting first grade. It's been a while. 
by the way, a little nugget here. Who was the quiet leader who was one of only a handful to even sign the Treaty of Paris? Clue? Don't look for him on any Mount Rushmore. Don't look for him on money or any monument in Washington. He was the only signer to become president, naturally. You know, Mr. I'm going to follow my gut, be my own star color, John Adams, right? All right. Isn't it interesting how we quantify the day we celebrate the independence of America? We celebrate it as the day they declared it. Not the day it was seated. Not the day it was ratified. Could you imagine July 5th, 1776? I mean, while we are at it, let's celebrate that day too. July 5th. Now, that's a big day. Because the founding fathers woke up and it was go time, baby. I mean, Britain was increasing their military haymakers. The conflict was only getting stronger, thicker, more acidic, more abrasive, more fatal. It was getting harder, not easier. I, I thought it was pretty much done by 1776, you know, some sweeping up to do after, but that the wind was mostly in the bag. Turns out that was just the first set of the tennis match. Remember that episode about winning the first set? America didn't win the match in 1776. They won the all-important first set. Hey, we said we're independent. We even declared it like in the Jeremy Jones podcast. But sheesh, that was just the beginning of the war, wasn't it? It was their buckle the bootstraps and march out for seven more years of defending their declaration. What do you notice here, huh? We declare something and then it gets what? It gets harder, more challenges. But embedded in any declaration is a frequency of courage and commitment. You're saying, hey, Sign me up for challenges and conflict. Show me the biggest wall because that's the one I need to go through. The obstacle is the way. Others might not agree with your declarations. Others might not believe in you or give you the support that you'd like. Right, Van Gogh? Remember that episode? Sold, sold one painting Ooh, out of 900. Or it could be next level. You make your declarations and people are fighting against you. Right, Galileo? Right, Michael Jordan? Right, Rosa Parks? Wow. Doubt continues and resistance will increase. So let's just fold that in from the beginning. Expect it. Back to the story. Back to the story. George Washington. And keep all, pers per, uh, all perspectives, right? To some, GW is the greatest hero and redeemer of independence. Well, not for Britain, right? Britain saw him as the greatest what? The greatest traitor. <laughs> I'm interested in the 4th of July and now. I'm also interested in the 5th of July. How about that day? Giddy up on the 5th. 
Britain, on the 5th of July, they're now sailing over more soldiers, not less. Great, I declared a bunch of my heart's desires, and now all I see is more problems, more conflicts, more resistance. In fact, GW was almost captured, narrowly escapes and crosses the Potomac, the Delaware. He barely escapes in August 1776. December 25th, 1776, he escapes with some fog in the New York battle. Eeks out. He's on the run. Barely makes it out. Whew. Oh, you know, if I could have any moment with GW, if if you could do a zippity zap, you know, boom, it would be it would be me in the escape boat, bumping along across the wake. Gunshots went whistling across the water. Put me sitting next to him on the boat. George Washington's beating sweat, panting and foaming at the mouth like a racetrack horse. Like, what would he say? You see, Jones, I've made a declaration with my sacred honor. <sighs> Me. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I can see that. You have strange clothes. What's that you're holding in your hand? Me. Uh, it's called... It's called a phone. It's a long story, but see, I'm on a mission to record this exchange for my invisible friends back home, and I only get 30 seconds before I flash back to the year 2021. Hmm. I see. Well, well, tell them just because you are nervous, just because there is resistance, just because you have challenges, tell them to expect the bigger the declaration, the bigger the resistance. See, Jeremy Jones, I don't even really know if I'm going to hold the line on this resistance. Those redcoats are getting terribly close. Pew, 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 pew! More bullets fly past. Jones, me, the rest of us in the boat, John, Thomas, Benjamin, others... They, too, believe Britain's rule over us, these hardships, this lack of freedom. It's just, well, my boy, it's just an illusion. Just because it, it is doesn't mean it has to be this way. We can have, be, and do whatever we declare. Because, because we have pledged to defend and fight for our declarations, with our fortunes, and our lives, and our sacred honor. Oh, wow. G-Dub, listen, um, wow, one more quick question. Yes, go ahead, Jones. Ah, you know, I got zapped out, see, I only had 30 seconds with him, but, you know, that's what happened. Listen... Listen to what he said to his troops. This is July 2nd, mm. a couple days before the declaration. He says, The fate of unborn millions will now depend, under God, on the conduct and courage of this army. What did he see in his invisible world? What was his visual perception? If he didn't have such strong clarity of his path, right, 
clarity of his true heart's desires, of trusting his gut. I mean, there's no way he wins. He would have ended up in another boat, one back to Britain. His life's perspective, the invisible energy, the invisible energy of his declarations won the war, not his musket. Agree or disagree? And while we're at it, boy, did he believe he was doing something special, right? The fate of unborn millions? I'm doing something pretty special here. And describing his battle experiences in a letter to a friend, he said, By the all-powerful dispensations of providence, I have been protected beyond all human probability or expectations. For I had four bullets through my coat and two horses shot under me and yet escaped unhurt, although death was leveling my companions on every side of me. Made me think. Do, do we believe we are doing something special? Do you see your proverbial unborn millions based on the decisions and declarations you have over your business, your family, your schoolwork, right? Listen, listen, I'm doing something special here. I must press on. Unborn millions in some way or another will be touched by the work I do. Even if no one knows my name, I, I can be a candle that helps light just, just even one other candle. If I just light the candle, say, in my son's eyes, say that candle lights a handful more, and then those candles light a handful more, and so on. I am going to leave my mark on my life. I am going to bet on myself. I'm going to bet on those around me. I'm going to bet on my invisible friends. See, I am commanding a total revolution in my life. Every day after July 4th, G-Dub was fighting first, first the invisible battle between his invisible world and the outer physical world. What he saw in his invisible world, it didn't match what he saw with his physical eyes. Yet he trusted his invisible world more, didn't he? Can we do the same? Look, this inspires me. It inspires me. Ever notice how difficult it is to, say, lose weight once you declare you're going to lose weight? All of a sudden, it's harder. You notice how you decide you're going for that college of your dreams. The classes all of a sudden seem to get harder. Making the impossible possible. Britain's rule, as powerful as it was, was just a form of energy, of perspective. It was just an illusion. And G-Dub knew it. Mm. Flip the board. Let's play the other side. Now tell me, if G-Dub didn't escape, if he didn't defend and, and fight, not just on July 4th, but every day after, every year after, consistent, confident action, this whole declaration of independence business, it would, it would be just some noisy, rebellious chatter, huh? It was just a hairballed, treason, loopity loo traitor. Yeah, not a revolution. We'd all be drinking tea right now instead of Coke. Mm -hmm. 
let's change our perspective again. Let's take a quick spin at another declaration. A declaration of war. This time, the War of 1812. Remember that one? The U.S. declares a war against their old pal, Britain. And this war lasted three years. And yes, right, the U.S. won it, but I mean, they won it on the skinny winnie. They won on the skin of their teeth. Barely won. In fact, remember, Britain successfully invaded Washington, D.C. Oh boy, watch out. They set fire to the White House in 1814. Can you picture it? Can you see it? Can you picture the Britons marching on the Capitol, smoke coming out of the White House? This is bleak stuff for the Americans. They're hanging by a thread, maybe maybe two. Yeah. Newly endowed Americans are running around. Oh, oh man, I thought I thought we made it. I thought we made it. Oh, I thought it was past this. That's a heck of a backslide. Now what? What are we going to do? We don't have time to dive into it today. But Jones, Jones, what I'm trying to get you to see is that the War of 1812 was a healthy 36 years after the Declaration of Independence. Our declarations are not one and done. Not, not, I declared, so listen, we're good here. You declare every day, again and again, where you're going to put your energy. What might happen? What could happen as the result of living so independent, of letting your light shine, let it shine bright? Think about how much GW gave, how much energy, hope, effort, faith, perseverance, and commitment to his cause. I mean, the man was a light on the hill. Might we even say a, a candle? Okay, now, Listen to this quote by Bukoyodendo Koyaki, the teaching of Buddha. Thousands of candles can be lit from a single candle, and the life of the single candle will not be shortened. Happiness never decreases by being shared. Love it, yeah. Courage never decreases by being shared. Let's shift up a gear. Let's shift up from, hey, Jones, you know, this is kind of interesting, to, oh, my gosh, this is it. This is going to change my life today. Change change your perspective? Change your whole life. What do you want in your life? What are you excited about? What are you dreaming about? What's, what's worth the fight? I'm curious. I'm eager. I want to know what you have declared. I declare I'm going to buy three rental properties this year. I declare I'm going to stop eating too much. I declare I'm going to create special moments with people I love each day in my life. I declare I'm going to stay on my budget from now on. Or um, I declare I'm going to finally draft a budget. Finally. I'm going to call it my Declaration of Financial Independence. It's way more powerful than just calling it a budget. And then, ooh, sign your declaration of financial independence. I declare I'm going to work out once or like five times this week. 
I declare I'm going to lose 25 pounds this year. I declare I'm hiring 30 more employees by the end of the year and build that second facility I've dreamed about. I declare my independence from losing my cool, yelling at my kids. I declare my independence from doubting my potential. I declare I'm reading one book a month or a book a week. I declare I'm going to finally finish my novel. I declare I'm going to launch my new YouTube channel by the end of the week. I declare I'm going to stop complaining about my job and start interviewing for a new one. I declare I'm going to call my parents, call my kids once a week. I declare I'm buying those plane tickets to Costa Rica and I'm going to ink that trip that I've always dreamed about. I declare I'm going to get an A in this class, baby. I declare I'm going to create an IRA. I'm going to invest this money in the stock market instead of just spending it. I declare I'm going to learn how to fish, dance, ski, paint, make time to just chill, sit on a rocking chair and watch the dust fall on the windowsill. Don't just July 4th your declarations, but then July 5th it. July 6th it, July 7th it, July 8th it, July 9th, July 10th, July 11th. You thought I was going to go the whole month, but you get it. Um, listen, let's rope, let's rope in some help here, shall we? Now, to help us with these declarations, I have here a Bobism. Are you ready for another Bobism? But this time, instead of Bob Ross, it's another one of my mentors. Bob Marley, Bob Marleyism, right? The reggae singer, reggae, Jamaican music genre that's rooted deeply in the Afrocentric religion, Rastafari, right? which is driven by socio-political activism, equality, and having a broad, cohesive worldview. One of the key members of Rastafari was a man named Marcus Garvey, died in 1940. He was born in St. Anne's Bay, Jamaica, Yaman and spent his life as a great order, activist, an entrepreneur, publicist. I mean, he committed his life to the fair treatment, to the, to the independence of all Jamaicans, regardless of race or color. It's not a bad way to spend your days here. Enter Bob Marley, the reggae performer. He put together a real famous song called Redemption Song. Do you know that one? Redemption Song? Do you want to sing it for me? In that song, he lifts a key quote from Marcus Garvey. It's one of my favorite songs. It's not just me, though. I mean, you know the famous music group U2, the lead singer, Bono? The redemption song has even wielded its special magic, even in the highest corridors, rock and roll emissary. Bono is quoted in the James Henke book, Marley Legend, as saying, I carried Bob Marley's redemption song to every meeting I had with a politician, prime minister, or president. It was for me a prophetic utterance, or as Bob would say, the small axe that could fell the big tree. You remember Bob Marley singing a redemption song, don't you? Of course, it's in the show notes for a refresher. The song goes... Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. No one but ourselves can free our minds. 
have no fear for atomic energy because none of them can stop the time. Won't you help to sing these songs of freedom? Won't you help to sing redemption songs? Let your song out and don't let it die within. Let your, let your candle shine, honor, hustle, and defend the fight for your declarations. Declare it on July 4th and then go hog wild. Go all apey. Even if it takes seven years to get to your September 3rd, 1783, the day when the elephant rope actually and finally snaps, the day when your feet Feel the grasslands of the open safari, the day your dream was finally ratified. Remember, even if it's 1782, it's been six years since that great declaration you had, that was a good one, right? And you're feeling real tired now. And you're confused why your bank account is so sad looking. It's incongruent with what you declared. You're confused why you're still in this religious or faith struggle or why you declared your good health. You did a cool vision board and you did some cool declarations on parchment paper and then you did a big fat John Hancock signature and everything. And you're still doing follow-up chemo treatments. And darn it, shoot, six years and looks like Britain might actually take back control and you're feeling awkward, spent. Doubtful. No one's, no one's ratified your new album, your business efforts, your new podcast. Or flip the chessboard once again. Maybe, hey, listen, maybe it has been ratified. Huh? Way to go. Everyone signed it. It's official. But some wrinkles come. Conflict. Conflict makes a sequel movie, a convincing encore. Circumstances change. And it's the War of 1812 and your personal White House, your, your invisible house, is on fire. And it's all at risk. Let's close this up today. Be ready to not just make the declarations, but sign them and keep fighting for them to gain ground with your confident consistency. Even if it's just one inch a day, even if it takes seven years to get your dream ratified, even if you thought you were well ahead, you thought it was in the bag, it's been 36 years, and Britons take fire to the White House. Work hard to declare it on July 4th. That takes courage. But work harder on July 5th. Celebrate that day. Work hard that day. Remember, the bigger the declaration, the bigger the resistance. We can do all of this if we emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. No one but ourselves can free our minds. Woo. I love that song. Do it. Do it because the world needs who you were meant to be, the, the emancipated you. Right, Bob? <laughs>